All right. Welcome in, everybody, to the Can We Kick It podcast. I'm your co-host, Mike, along with Chuck here. Hey, hey. How's it going, Chuck? Good, man. How are you? Man, hanging in there, tired. I got a second wind in me, though, um, especially after (laughs) thinking about The Last of Us. Um, Really excited about this show. You uh, you, you getting ready for your trip? Yeah, getting ready. Um, By the time this drops, I will have landed in Amsterdam. So be be there going to Belgium as well and probably to Cologne, Germany for a day. So nice. Um, yeah. Be gone about a week. So going, going to the, to the fatherland German. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to see my people's, um, <laughs> even though like really, um, I don't know if I have very much German heritage in me, but because our name was cut off, so I think it's like it's Hungarian. It like so it's like Germaninsky or something like that. Oh yeah, when, yeah. When they came over to the U.S., yeah, so, had to shorten it. Yeah, but yeah, so um, getting ready and nice. like yeah, just getting ready to play a lot of Breath of the Wild on the flight when yeah. I'm awake. You're going to have a and solid trip and just like eight hours of nothing but breath of the wild. Plus I'm going to bet ladies and gentlemen, minus 175 that Chuck watches interstellar at least once <laughs> on the trip oh, either yeah. to and from. <laughs> yeah. He, I'll watch it at least once on each trip, <laughs> each trip. So, um, so definitely doing that. And then, I downloaded, uh, I've been downloading today stuff from Apple TV. I haven't gone through HBO yet, but I'm actually downloading to watch um, a movie with Jennifer Lawrence and Brian Tyree Henry that's on Apple TV um, called Causeway. That's it. Yep. And... I just, it's an hour and 34 minute movie. Nice. Nice. Um, and then I am going to, um, I'm in the process now as well of downloading the Golden Globe winning nominated series Blackbird with nice. Taron Egerton, Ray Liotta, and Greg Kinnear, uh, also on Apple TV. So, Stellar cast, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try to give that a shot. I mean, the trailers look good. It just like never, never even started. So I think I'm gonna try to watch that on the plane or nice. while I'm there. Uh, you know, at night in the hotels or something. So trying to download, download as much as I can before I get overseas and can't download no more. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so. hopefully you can find some Wi-Fi because uh, I know when we went to Europe for our honeymoon, uh, I definitely I think <laughs> I think our phone bill wound up being like an extra two hundred dollars because we used the traveling program, but uh, it was insane. Yeah, that's what I did the trip to London. I just had Wi-Fi everywhere, so didn't rack up a phone bill, and actually didn't really. And I have an international plan as well, so it really. Um, was nice. So nice. I kind of had an airplane mode during the day and 
everywhere we went, as soon as we got in there, like to a restaurant or whatever, I put it on Wi-Fi. So, nice. um, yeah, I kind of, I did pretty well with it last time. So we'll see. Um, well, yeah. And also like you can't download the same stuff on Apple TV or HBO max or whatever, when you're in another country. So yeah, I did it. Sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's why I downloaded stuff last time. Yeah, no, that's the way to do it. And yeah, if you're definitely going to download stuff, I'm going to keep saying it. Download the prestige. You've got days. off. I got to find. Yeah. You got to watch that mofo. I think it's on Hulu. I think you can download it, but anyways, Okay, I'll check that out. Yeah. Um, so, did you catch The Last of Us the other night? Yeah. So yeah. good. I think you watched uh, it before I did. Yeah, usually I'm watching on like Mondays and Tuesdays. Yeah. Um, but we were, we both, I think, watched football on Sunday. And yeah. then, because we were texting during the the wonderful uh, victory of the 49ers. And, uh, and also uh, the Borough Boys uh, yes. victory on Sunday, too. So... Um, after the 49ers and Cowboys game, I decided, okay, let me, um, go on and watch last of us. And I was by myself in the dark (laughs) and freaked out the entire time. Like it was super intense and super like pillow gripping because I did not expect. Well, it reminded me of the first I mean, we talked about this. It reminded me of a couple of things. Like, it reminded me of the first couple seasons of The Walking Dead. Yes. Where you didn't know what to expect. Even though, like, because I haven't played the whole video game, right? So, even, you know, the you, you, the first game, so you know it a little more than me. But, like, I think not knowing everything that happens um, at the end and is making it more tense. Like I'm, I'm assuming I know I'm assuming Joel and um, Ellie make it, you know, to the end or far. General consensus. Yep. Is that what you think? And I remember playing the game and knew Tess wasn't around yep. for very long as from what I remember, but I, it was just super tense and it was like the, the the walking dead for me like the first couple seasons where you're excited to watch your episode because you know what's going to happen you're going to encounter like some scary shit and then thankfully this is only two seasons supposedly and versus walking dead where like after a few seasons where it was like okay this whole season we're in this place and then something happens and now we got to move to another place and then now we're in this place and something that happened but it was like you know, 20 episodes of that. And then you knew that it was like someone would die and then they yep. move on. And then some new big bad would come along. Yeah. 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 And then there'd be like, you know, just stupid decisions. But the yeah. first couple of seasons, like the when Gwen's getting out of Atlanta and, and um, Rick and Carl and like, it's just was so tense. Cause you thought that like, everybody's going to die but um yeah give us a synopsis or what do you think of this uh, episode yeah no i i mean i totally agree with you like it definitely felt like you know early seasons of the walking dead setting up this world we don't exactly know i mean from the video game we do but we don't exactly know what we're going into i mean i remember yeah. when the walking dead came out people were like oh shit like this is something different 
and they mm. were able to play on the suspense and the fear and all of that stuff. And I think that's a little bit different with this show because like a, it's all about like, they can hear you and B they can run. Right. So like, yeah, walking dead, like they were like draggers, right. They just, slowly yeah, 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 across yeah, yeah, yeah. but, um, yeah, I love how the walking dead always did it. one stupid decision and it would like change oh. the entire show. Like, yeah. We've we've finally found a safe haven. Hey, there's somebody at the door knocking. Should we let him in? Yeah, let's let him in. Yeah. It's not that bad. And then boom, everybody's dead. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I love it in this show, like like uh, Tommy's driving and Joel's in the passenger seat, and there's that family with a baby, and they're like, "Stop, stop!" And Joel's <laughs> like, "Just keep going, just keep going, don't yeah, stop." Yeah, yeah. Like that's what you have to do in the apocalypse. Um, yeah, no, I, I thought it was great. Really, person for themselves. Yeah. And so I can run through the synopsis real quick and we can go back and talk a little bit more about it. But yeah. Um, so it's episode two. Right. And it's titled uh, Infected and Ooh. it picks up two days before the outbreak. Right. So we do a little time jump backwards and we're in Jakarta. And this uh, woman is a uh, my mycologist, I, th- I think is how you pronounce it. Um, she gets picked up by the government and she inspects uh, some samples of a fungus uh, that they're trying to, you know, determine if it's going to be bad. She does the autopsy um, and she basically tells them there's no hope. And the only thing that they can do uh, is to bomb the city uh, to prevent it from spreading and basically kill everybody or as much as many people as they can. So it was pretty like uh, morose and uh, like, she just like accepted the fate that there was nothing they could do yeah. and was like, I just want to go home and be with my family. And so. Yeah. And you learn in this episode that they bombed cities in the U S yeah. wa- well, and we'll get to it later on, but when they're walking, there's a big crater and, and Tessa, I think said they bombed like Boston was a successful bombing compared to some other cities. Right. So, yeah, they managed to, you know, prevent some of the spread in order to save the quarantine zone. Um, but you know, we basically see how it starts, right? Because, uh, the, the mycologist, um, sees the originally infected person who was at the warehouse, but they don't know who bit that woman. And then yeah. she asked if there were any other missing. And it was like, oh, yeah, there's like 14 other workers missing. And she's like, oh, we're, we're screwed. Yeah, it's yeah. The the X factor of how many they're going to bite is exponential. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was a great mm-hmm. um, explanation or I mean, it, I think you have I think what I like. I The backstory so far is really good in it. It's just kind of setting up how dire the situation is. Yeah. That, and I mean, obviously we're jumped ahead 20 years and yeah. you see it's still a shit show. Yeah. Um, and so it's really setting up like that. And as you'll see other stuff later on, when we talk about that, the fungi is different in the spread and the connection is a lot more lethal and destructive than like say the viral pandemic stuff. Right. At least that's what they're hinting at in the show. So everything that we've heard so far is like, we're pretty much fucked. Like we got to start bombing. Might as well end the world. (laughs) Yeah. Take out as many as we can and and 
maybe we'll save save enough yeah but yeah. yeah that's that's when we see you know the jump back to the present and uh uh ellie is uh, asleep um in in like the middle of this building which is like covered in, in grass and she like comes to and i love how like originally like when you first meet ellie she's pretty mature but then you start to see like how immature she is out in the real world and it's just like oh my god like you have it all backwards um, yeah, I mean, I think she pretty. I mean, I'm sure we'll learn more about her as we go, but it's almost yeah. it's pretty much that she. I mean, she's 14, so she was born after the six years after the after the thing. end. So, yeah. what what I find interesting is that you know you had this big event, and then people are still like doing it and creating babies. Yeah, because we've seen little kids, uh, you know, in the first episode. So it's like, all right, well, I mean, I guess your like urges don't stop, but um, it's just interesting. You're seeing like, oh, they were born, but I think I think we discussed that last week. It's like they were born after, so you know, they're probably their bodies are adapting and maybe able to fight um you know or to be the key to not spreading or or dying from it or be a mushroom-headed zombie right so which it'll be interesting right because i think the very beginning of the show they talked about you know global warming if a fungus Mm. adapts to a higher climate so in order for humans to evolve and adapt to a fungus like this, does our core temperature go up just a little bit? Like it's going to be interesting to see if they explain how she's immune, but um, yeah, it was funny that I was talking to a friend this morning on a run and I was telling about the show and how like in the preamble, they said like the viral scientists was like, this only happens in, did they say animals or insects? Um, insects. Insects. Okay. Cause I thought it said animals and my friend's like, well, humans are animals. And so I was like, whoa. <laughs> True. But yeah, that makes more sense if it's insects. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Cause there was like a cricket or something or there was, there was something. An yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, yeah. Go on with this. Continue on fine, sir. <laughs> yeah, so Ellie is explaining to Joel and Tessa is trying to convince them that she's immune, right? She hasn't turned in weeks and she shows them, you know, her arm where she was bitten. Um and that Marlene had hopes of taking her out west where they were working to find a cure. And I love how like Joel and Tess are uh, they're like, yeah, heard it before. Everybody out west is working on a cure. I'm sure they say out east somebody's working on a cure too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But uh, so and then, of course, like (laughs) Ellie, like finally convinces him that she's not turning and they're like, okay, let's go. And then she does like that, like turning shit. And Tess is like, stop it. It's not funny. (laughs) Like that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's. Yeah, we we get we start to get some movement here in this episode where now they're they're trying to traverse the landscape outside of the QZ. Exactly. Right. So you you start to see more of the outside world. The buildings have, you know, crumbled and fallen apart and, you know, there's trees and stuff growing in them. I'm sure there's fungus growing through them through them as well. Um, So they're trying to make their way to the state house. Right. Yeah. And so they're going along and they have this usual path. 
Um, and I think it's like, but they get to it and it's covered or there's like surrounded by uh, the infected. And yeah. it's interesting because like the sun comes out from behind a building and they all like freak out and like shriek and uh, like move away from it, um, which is an interesting telltale maybe uh, later. But um, it's cool how they kind of explained how the bodies are now coming out of the buildings because weeks ago there were none outside of it. That was their normal yeah. path. But yeah. they are just assuming that more people have come looking for the quarantine zone and have gone into the buildings for shelter and just wound up getting infected anyway. So it's like, geez, like just over time, like people are looking for shelter and then they're just like adding to the problem. So would I'm just wondering, like, I mean, I know. It almost seems like the woods, well, maybe not in this scenario with fungus zombies, but like. Wouldn't you just go live like in the mountains? <laughs> I'm just thinking like, you know, people that live in remote cabins and I guess you then are dealing with bears and shit and other wildlife, but you, you know, grab a couple guns and go, go up in the mountains and it may be different with mushrooms, but. I think that's what we're going to see Bill and Frank. Um, we're, we're alluding to some oh, future yeah, characters. Yeah. I, I think they wind up in a complex somewhat in the mountains and they're just like, <laughs> uh, uh, what were they, um, into the world, you know, survivalists, um, yeah. you know, they've planned for it. But, uh, my thought was why go to the mountains when you should just go to like the equator where it's the hottest or go to the desert where like fungus can't grow. And then, yeah, mm. it's going to suck. But I mean, go to, go, to, like, go to the, the like California. Yeah. Go to Lake Tahoe. At the beach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just go somewhere where it's too hot for fungus to make it. I don't, I don't know. Just get a good sweat going in the desert. And can they swim, right? Like, that's a good question. Like, we haven't seen that. Yeah. Like, tied, you know, get a boat. Yeah. And dock off there and then come ashore every once in a while to get food. And yeah. Go find Richard Branson's killed. Island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's a good question because I thought we might see a swimmer or a floater because they go into the hotel right before they see their yeah. path. And it's like I, it's like knee hot water. <laughs> I thought someone was gonna pop out of the water. I mean, they did have the skeleton that popped out of the water. But. Yeah. But and that's one thing that I think I'm trying to remember, but I think in the video game I found I found Ellie annoying because she would do like stupid shit when you're <laughs> you just try to be quiet because she like goes up to the desk and she's like ringing the bell. And you're yeah. just like, you sh- like shut the f- like shut up like yeah trying to sneak well, our way out of here, and I I don't think until like I mean we don't see it but they don't apparently give her a lot of information on how to behave during yeah. that until like they're in the museum and be yeah. like yeah. It's like, yeah. wouldn't you say, like, because they could have done, you know, like, where they're in that first house and Ellie's got, like, fried chicken and they're yeah. eating, like, beef jerky <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. she got a chicken sandwich. She's like, yeah. oh, so good. Yeah. yeah. And, like, you'd be like, hey. And I guess maybe for the show, I mean, for dramatic effect and they don't want to over explain everything, but they could be like, okay, here's the kind of, we have these type, the fully mushroomed head, like. The runners, the clickers, right. the whatever, 
And here's a, like, they can't see, they go by auditory cues. Yep. So we can shine flashlights on them. We could do whatever, but like, don't talk. Like when we're in these buildings, we don't can't. even breathe. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the, I yeah, would think that they would tell a 14 year old girl as they're going through. Right. But I mean, you would, you would think that would be your go-to. And then in my mind, I was just thinking like, one, you're not going to be with her long, right? Cause you're just trying to get her to the state house. You don't yeah. expect there to be many problems. So I'm not going to waste my time, but two, they don't ever travel with children. So why would, yeah. you know, they are only with people who have been outside the wall. So may yeah. not have even occurred to them, but that's a great point because for me, like, okay, we're about to go out here, shut your fucking mouth. Mm-hmm. And stay between us and don't do anything stupid. Like, don't make yeah. any noise. Anyway, that would have been like one on one for me, but I agree. Um, yeah. Anyway, so they got to take the long way. And the long way for them is going through the museum, right? And this was, I think, the apex of the episode. Um, yeah. They got to, they, they're going to go through this museum, which is a normal path for them. Uh, but they know that there are potential um, infected in there because there is, um, uh, uh, fungus like blooms, uh, you know, on the building, it's spread out. And then, uh, it, is that when he explains that they uh, are all connected to some degree? He explains that when they're standing in through the hotel okay. and looking at the one, all the shitloads of them laying on the ground. Yeah. Um, and then, when they get to the museum, he like stomps on the stuff and it's real dry. So yep. I didn't think he expected anything in the museum until when they got on the stairs and they had there was like the stairs buckled or something. Yeah. And then yeah, the whole they, building shook for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah. And they heard, I think he sent something or heard something, or maybe he saw like moist mushrooms yeah in the inside but um yeah and then yeah that was a great it wasn't explosive as the end but no. it was a great uh yes yeah. <laughs> pun, pun intended yeah pun um, intended yeah yeah they, they yeah. get up and they're like walking through like the uh display room right where there's like sabers and old you know black powder rifles and um like red coat jackets and stuff. And I, I like looked over and joked at Jackie. I was like, that's the first thing I'm taking is I'm walking around in, in some red coat shit and freaking yeah. people out. Why, why, um, why are they not like putting that jacket on and then getting the swords and getting like non loud weapons, <laughs> you know? Well, Cause that became like in the walking dead, but because you also run out of bullets. So like, yeah, Unless you're, I mean, they're all, well, we know they're manufacturing bullets yeah. and drugs. Yeah. I mean, it's post apocalyptic world, so you need bullets and drugs, right? Uh, and food, but yeah, so I mean, you have some knives, and I mean, Ellie has her little knife, but um, you would be helpful to have like who had the sword and well, dead. Oh, oh uh, I forget the. Uh, uh michonne 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 yeah and daryl had the crossbow and like you need some alternative weapons uh and they just got they're carrying around a lot of guns yeah 
but um because even like when you get to the runners that are like sprinting there later on like yeah i mean they're not gonna be able to shoot them all no right but no i mean you're not gonna be able to stab them all but at least like michonne would like whip around and like head chop a bunch yeah. of zombies she but. she would zelda breath of the wild just spin around yeah. and just start slicing dudes yeah holding the b button yeah yeah, yeah. um but I, I think it's funny because, like, it seems like everybody that gets bit in this world to some degree, it's always like the hands because they're always, like, fighting to keep them off yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I'm putting shit over my arms. I'm just saying. Like, I saw that in World War Z with Brad Pitt. They put, like, magazines over their, like, <laughs> over yeah. their arms, and it worked. Yeah. Let's just walk around no. with short sleeves. I think it's all right. <laughs> you need, like, armor. Yeah. Right? I mean, obviously, you may get too hot, but at least... I mean, you think about it, as you mentioned, the bites that these people have, like, it, 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 you should have some form of protection. Yeah, just my thought. So they're going through the uh, display room, right? And, of course, they, like, encounter a couple of clickers, which, as we find out, that's how they, like, <laughs> detect noise, like, yeah. sound. They're all auditory. Um, and Joel, you know, you know, motions to Ellie, like, don't make any noise. They can't see us, so be quiet. And then, of course, they get, like, right next to him. And Ellie, like, breathes wrong. She's like, oh, or whatever. And then yeah, all yeah. shit breaks loose. And it most intense scene in the show so far. It was amazing. Um, and now they're just, like, fighting him off. Joel's getting his ass kicked. Ellie's, like, crawling under stuff. Yeah, they all get separated. We don't see Tess for a while. But we know yep. there's another. There's two of them, right? Yeah. Yep. And one's pretty much, like, after Tess. Um and yeah, so that was interesting, that scene. And that's where you could like, cause you didn't really, I mean, there was motion, like Shh, be quiet. But, like yeah. until you saw up close, like just the whole head as a mushroom and the human body, you're like, okay, they can't see, you know? Yeah. Their whole face no has been eyes. taken over by the fungus. Yeah. 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 So yeah. yeah, that was a great scene. And then they, both they end up killing them. So yeah. And Ellie gets bitten like she's with Joel and like Joel is like fighting anything off. But Ellie's also like in the way and she gets bitten, like in the same spot as her other bite. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So she they're like, bitten. I guess if it uh, hasn't taken, then it's OK. So um, they make it through. Right. They they get out and they make it to the balcony. And um, Tess has like hurt her ankle. So she's like rolling it in electrical tape or whatever. Um, and so they finally keep going on and they make it to the state house, Right. Um, and that's when they find that the fireflies who they are supposed to meet to hand Ellie off have all basically been slaughtered by, I think one of the, one of the guys got bitten um, and just turned on the rest of the group. I can't exactly remember. I don't think it was explained terribly well, but um, yeah, I mean, they kind of, that's, that's what Joel determined because they were like, I remember in the episode, they're like, who did this? And Joel's like, well, I think one of them got bit and then they turned, but I, I mean, I think that's what had to have happened because then, like, as we see, as they're all laying dead on the ground, like, the fungi yep. is growing over one of the guy's hands. And yeah. that's when Joel senses that shit's about to pop off. Yeah, they're in the state room, right? And, and there's, like, 
boxes and like drums of fuel and grenades and shit laying around. And uh, that's when one of the creatures like freaks out. Um, but that's when we also find out that Tess has been bitten. Yeah. And so like that she like shows her neck and it's like all like starting to like spread. Yeah. And then like they look at Ellie's arm and like it's fine. Like there's no spread. Yeah. There's no there's nothing. not it's even just, like any blood anymore. It's just like yeah. healed already. It's already scabbed up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh that's when that uh uh infected creature starts moving or whatever, and Joel shoots it. Um, and its hand lands in like a swarm of fungus or whatever yeah. on the ground. Okay, yeah, because he shot the guy that was the the first that was probably the guy that killed everybody, right? The first yeah. stage zombie. That's what um, I that's what I think, yeah. And then you see like the little the little like tendrils, the little fingers tendrils. come out. I was trying to think of that all day, the yeah. tendrils. And it like like grabs around his little fingers, and then all of a sudden you just start hearing like screams. Like zombies yeah, can and then, you like, do the noise. Like okay. the Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> the freak freak Jackie out, I'll just do it in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, and so that's when uh, Tess convinces them basically to escape with Ellie. He has to go on. He has to try to take her out west to make up for all the <laughs> apparently all the shit that they've done. Because um, yeah. no doubt, you know, they've done some pretty messed up stuff in their day, um, just scavenging and trying to survive in the in the in the post apocalyptic world. Um, so <laughs> then, like Tess is like dumping barrels of like diesel fuel all over the place and like yeah. throwing like boxes of grenades around and stuff like that. Yeah. And then um, I think that Joel just basically like grabs her and like it drags Ellie out and Ellie's like, no, and love how they don't even look at each other. Like Joel is just like, we're, we're fucking leaving. Yeah. Well, I think Joel at first was like, or cause Tess was like, do something like for somebody else, yeah. you know, like get this girl out of here you know, I've met, I'm dying. Like you guys yep. are alive. There's no reason for you to stay, but like, don't just abandon her. Yeah. Take her, get her to somebody. Cause yeah. he's like given up on life. Right. I think we see he's in the, the QZ and we don't know his brothers out in Wyoming, like with the fireflies probably, or, you know, fighting with the resistance. Mm hmm. And and are doing something we're assuming, but and he's just like, fuck it, I'll shovel dead bodies or throw dead bodies into a pit and shovel and earn credits. Yeah. Um, it's almost like Star Wars esque, right? You got the Empire and you got the resistance and you got credits and I mean it's like it's 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 a Star Wars story <laughs> yeah it's very dystopian it feels yeah 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 and yeah. um but yeah i guess finish it off and then we'll like talk a little more yeah so joel's dragging ellie out and tess is like making sure like she's gonna get by them time right she's gonna try to like sacrifice herself and, and like kill yeah. as many as possible <laughs> she's got this lighter and she's like trying to strike it and like the zombies are starting to break down the door and she's like, uh, she's like, come on, come on. And then they start running like past her and she's still clicking it. And it's like, OK, obviously they're auditory. So like somebody's going to notice at some point. And of course, one does. The um, Timothy Chalamet uh, zombie. That was <laughs> yeah. what I 
That was That's a great cameo by Mr. Xiaomei. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like clicking the lighter. It's not catching. And I, I, the whole time I'm just screaming, I'm like, there's grenades all over the place. Just pull yeah, the pin. Pick one up and pull the pin. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. But, um, but, but you horny, saw like how horny, fast the, inf- like how fast the infection was. Yeah. 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 That's one. That's first sign in the first episode, like was like zero to six. I mean, like it seems like within 24 hours, you're like, they need to put you down. You're fully infected. Now, like after the episode thing, I think they talked about, you know, like a, they, it's like a, over a year before they come like fully mushroom headed or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Before it's they like long, blow out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you start seeing all the runners, you know, from the tendrils wrap around the guy's hands and all the runners coming through like World War Z style, like fast zombies. Yeah. yeah and then she find like Chalamet comes up to her, like all horny and starts making out with her in the little <laughs> tendrils. Um, no, oh, that was disturbing. Like, yeah, she's just going to sit there and take it. Like, yeah. Yeah. She's like, Oh, this is fun. Like maybe yeah. I'll enjoy being a mushroom. Uh, <laughs> right. It's like, cause a, she started to grow, like, she got mad because she got bit. Yeah. But they're known to get, like, more aggressive or whatever. So, and, and then at some point you see, like, she's shaking. Like, her hand is shaking when she, like, goes mm-hmm. to Angela something. I can't remember. Anyways. And so, like, my thought was, like, maybe she was starting to lose control. Yeah. Like, the closer she got to, like, the horde or whatever. And so yeah. she was just, like, clicking the lighter off to the side and then finally catches it. Yeah. And, like, drops the lighter and then... Boom, fucking fries the whole first floor of the state building in Boston. Yeah. Killing the horde and Joel and, and Ellie are out walking and, and they, they seem to make it out okay uh, to continue yeah. on their journey. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's uh, it was such a great episode and it was it, you know, it didn't even feel I mean, they moved very I mean, they there was like two major plot points but it was so intense or i mean one plot scenario but two like major inflection points yeah on their journey and it didn't even um i mean it felt like it blew by it was like 52 minutes or something but it felt like it just went by quick and it was such a good episode um and you know we're learning a little more about the the world and um, just they do a really good job of. I mean, I don't know if you watched the after the show stuff as well of designing, yeah, the the clickers, uh, and the mushroom head and just all that went into it, and then they like created. Uh, I think the the design of the video game, and they were even trying to improve it, and then they were like. No, like they just kept not going away from the original. Yeah, it's hard um, to beat the original design for the for the infected. It's hard to beat because like they even have like like mushroom like pods like growing on their arm and yeah. shit like that. Like it's it was an ingenious design when they first did it. So I'm glad they stuck to the originality of it because they they did talk about branching out and trying to see if they could improve upon it. Um, but you just can't improve on something that's really ingenious like that. Yeah. Yeah, so now I'm interested. To, I mean, now 
where I played up into the video game was the point where they're in the museum. So yeah. like, and that's where I was getting frustrated because I was hiding behind the thing where they're hiding from. <laughs> Yeah. And like I would just try to run around, and then the mushroom, the clicker would kill me. So yeah. like, it's um, a it's a it's a pain in the ass, painstaking, yeah, patient game. Yeah. So it's just like the TV show. You're like, just go, just go, just go. Yeah. And you literally are just taking your time. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, for me, it's like you know you have. It's not really a zombie story. Mm-hmm. It's um, so I get. I think the difference in you know a lot of people are grouping this. You know, there's a lot of mention with Station Eleven, and we mentioned it last week as well. Yeah, it's it's Station Eleven esque with a Walking Dead intensity because. Yep. Like Station Eleven, there's no zombies. It's just like the world's over. Paco's yeah. wiped out ninety-nine percent of the population and one percent has to survive. You know, the bad people, like how in The Walking Dead it was people they you didn't see any real government. It was tribes and um people, highway robber, like people they met on the journey. And I think that's where what'll be interesting to see. And that was kind of Station Eleven a, a little bit, but that was more like artsy and about. Um, but it's it's like a man and a kid that's not their child, and that's yeah. what Station Eleven was getting out of the journey of that. And so it's it'll be interesting to see how they manage that because you have the video game story uh, the um, creators of the show already said like it's not a zombie it's not a zombie show yeah <laughs> and who argue like well it's a zo-. and everybody talked to you like oh, i didn't watch it because i don't want to watch a uh, another zombie show it's like no it's not a zombie show it's like it's uh, it's survival it's humanity it's about finding uh, connection when you've lost everything. Yeah, and it's well, it's I think you said it perfectly because it's it's connection. The whole yeah. it's the the mushroom, the fungi, the um, tendrils. I mean, the connection of the earth and nature and organisms, and and then the connection between people like even in the quarantine zone with your different groups and what brings them together. Right. Yeah. So now we have Joel who wasn't this aloof dad, the daughter, um, Sarah was taking care of him basically and the brother kind of fuck ups, but yeah. they work hard, but they're, you know, arrested development and like the parenting sector. And, but he loves her to death and he loses her. And now, and he just put his life on hold in the QZ, just doing menial things to make it through. And now he's got to take care of another girl. That's about his same, his daughter's age. Right. So, or when she died. So it's now he's got another chance to 
to have that, you know, have a connection uh, with someone else. Yeah, and rediscover so, his purpose. Yeah, because, you know. Yeah, there you go. Before the world ended, he just was sleeping in. His daughter was waking him up. And now, yeah. like, the world is a is a hellhole. And he basically well, has to take care of someone who's probably was his daughter's age when he lost her. Yeah. So well, it, it's this huge redevelopment for him yeah. um, in terms of life, living. And it was, I mean, it really was... Um. I mean, his his purpose before was to provide for his daughter, but that was about it. Then he lost the the chance to do that, and his purpose he's had no purpose now. Yep. But now he has the chance to help this girl and save possibly humanity. Right. Yep. So now he has to make. I think running away in this episode with her. And if he continues on the journey to try to get her to someone to help, that's his like redemption journey of doing more. And now it, then he did, you know, with his own daughter. Yeah. So for sure, it should be interesting. I can't wait. I'm not going to be able to watch it yeah. until like a week from now. So I'm going um, to have to hold off on the uh, spoilers and the text messages. So. Yeah, it's going to be good. But you but next week, you're going to record with Jackie yep. again, right? As a guest host to talk about uh, episode three. So that should be good. Yeah, I thought she did a really great job last time. So nice. um, it was a House of the Dragon, right? Yeah, that, it was. Yeah. 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 She'll bring so. a fresh perspective just like she did for House of the Dragon. I mean, she's she's never played the game. She probably doesn't listen when I talk about the game. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So um, she'll have fresh eyes going into it. And and so it'll be, it'll be a nice um, guest speaker um, while, while you're out guest host. So, yeah. And, and she has the greatest laugh in the world. So that's, (laughs) it's true. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Any other thoughts on the episode? No, Pedro Pascal guy has done nothing wrong in terms of television shows. I think I sent it to you. He's, he hasn't had a TV show that's been below like 89% yeah. on Roddy T's and he's been in like four TV shows. Guy's crushing it. it. Yeah. And it's funny because like in, in Mandalorian, he just talks, right? He's not even yeah. in the suit. Yeah. Uh, he's had, a, he's taken his helmet off one time and that was, I think in, uh, in Boba Fett. I don't even think it was in the Mandalorian first two seasons. You're right. I'm remembering right. But, yeah. And in this show, he really doesn't have a lot there's, he's not a complex character. No, and he plays like a normal guy. Like he plays like because in in Mando he's taking care of a child, uh, but it like the terminology is called lone wolf and cub. Oh so, uh, yeah, like he plays a great lone wolf that has to take care of a child. But yeah, he doesn't know how to, but he's dead. He finds that purpose and he does that well. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Amanda P. Amanda P. agrees. She's got a funny look on her face, but she agrees with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, totally. Yeah. No. Pedro Pascal. I mean, it's a it's a good it's a good cast. I mean, we're gonna see um, Ron Swanson in the next couple of episodes. Um, Nick yeah. Offerman and uh, Murray Bartlett. Um, they both play uh, Bill and Frank. Yeah. The look ahead was. I mean, just for next episode. So yeah, we get. We've heard their names mentioned the first two episodes, and 
I'm assuming it looks like we're going to get a backstory leading up to how they got together at some point in the next couple episodes when they encounter them somehow. But which well, actually, because it should be soon because Tess says take her to Bill and Frank, right? Yeah. It's it's probably so, going to be the next episode, to be honest with you. Yeah. But I, I do find it hilarious because I think in the teaser for next week, it shows like Nick Offerman, like underground in some like bunker that he's got. And he's yeah. like, he's like, fuck you, New World Order or whatever. And it's basically yeah. Ron Swanson, like in this world. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He'd be the only yeah. person that lives. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, before we wrap real quick, I wanted to bring other thought that I had. So we're going to we're gonna watch Shrinking on Apple TV with Jason Siegel and Harrison Ford and um, multiple others that start that comes out on the day we release a pod on Friday the twenty seventh, uh, or maybe tomorrow. I thought I saw it tomorrow, but maybe it's Friday. Usually Apple TV does on Friday, but yeah, it could be Thursday. Um, and then I had an interesting thought. So I was listening to um, uh, another pod about TV, and they were talking about you know. There's a lot of about the numbers. So like HBO Max and cable for like a show, four to like ten million, four to like six million is really good for viewers. Um like on HBO. And so I think House of the Dragon, like first couple episodes did a little more than I think they did like six, maybe. I don't have the numbers in front of me. And then The Last of Us the first episode, there was like 4.7 million people watch. And that's just watching like on HBO Max that they track yeah. through like Nielsen ratings and all that. Um, and then we obviously both of us watch on streamers and a lot of young people watch, you know, on HBO Max on the streaming. But you know what the most popular show on TV is right now? And it's premiere episode had 10 million viewers last week i don't night court the reboot of night court with the with the blonde girl not kaylee coco but the other one from big bang theory and john larry playing the lawyer bernadette yeah from the big bang theory yeah and the premise is she is harry um harry anderson whatever the character's name in night court um, the judge, which was, uh, I think Harry Anderson was the actor or whatever. She is playing the son of him. He had died and she took over for him as the judge. She's playing his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And so and which, like, and the the other uh, or the attorney or whatever, who's like a big he's from the original Night Court. I never saw Night Court. Yeah. So I'm just coming in. I'm coming uh, in blind to this. No. Yeah. Yeah. So this is where it's interesting. From So like. I watched the original Night Court. So, like, when wow. I was growing up, because I'm 13 years older than you, you know, you'd sit around with your parents, like, as a child and watch Cheers, Night Court, all all these shows at the time. But those were, like, the two ones I remember the most. Interesting. And, like, you were, you were sitting around with your parents in the living room and watching it. Because we – I don't think we had cable TV till I was, like, a teenager. So, you're yeah. – watch you know now kids grow up and they've got anything at their fingertips but right at that time you know 
we, we were watching network TV and yeah, so three channels, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you got Fox too. Yeah. Like four channels. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So like I watched the original night court and it was, I mean, like it was a formulae of comedies, which is why CBS is still successful now. Um, but it looks like NBC and with Peacock, because it's also out on Peacock. So that's like, I wouldn't notice it except for like, I watch soccer and football on, and then I'm watching reruns in the office on Peacock. So with my Peacock subscription, it has commercials because I don't want to pay extra for the commercial free. And every, every commercial is some Jesus app, like, which I'm just Dude. very odd. Yeah. Have you seen that watching soccer or anything on Peacock? Yeah. Like there's some, I like a third installment of, it's like, I am the law of Moses. And I'm like, what oh, the fuck it. Like, no, you know I thought you were about? talking about the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the commercials where they're talking about, uh, migrants coming across the border and they're like, no. did you know that Jesus was also a migrant? And I'm oh, like, I saw oh, that on oh Peacock. Yeah. But everywhere. They, yeah. They had this commercial and it's apparently like, I'll have to find it and send it to you. But like every commercial break, watching something on Peacock, and I don't really see it on soccer because on soccer, they have the pre-show and then the game. Yeah. And then halftime, it says like, we'll be right back. And then it goes back into the game. But like when I watch The Office, it has commercials. like, And it's <laughs> this like third installment of like the story of Jesus and they're challenging him like you have to follow the rule of Moses. And he's like, I am the rule of Moses. <laughs> and like, it's like out now on this app, like the third story of Jesus. Like, I'm like, what it like, it's, which is cool. Like, and I read the Bible and all this stuff, but it's weird that it's on Peacock, like an advertisement on Peacock, like the NBC thing, but yep. any, any hoodles. We live in the South. You're definitely going to get commercials like that. <laughs> but but no, it's in the other commercial I get is Night Court. <laughs> oh yeah, you like all the time too, and that's like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like here's the Night Court thing. But permission to what, approach denied. Yeah, permission yeah. to lean. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh my god, if I hear that joke one more fucking time. <laughs> yeah. So you see the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Commercial. So it's interesting to see that, like, but like NBC was going away from that, and CBS, like, their ratings never changed because they they just kept clocking out the the formulaic comedies and dramas that like NCIS seventy five, you know, NCIS Spin-offs. San Diego, NCIS, yeah. This. yeah, I mean, NBC did that with Law and Order and all that, but and the the comedies, you know, because you have Big Bang Theory. And other ones on CBS. But so they've kept kind of that. And now NBC's going back. And I'm wondering, I'm thinking you're going to start seeing reboots of other stuff. Like, are we going to get a Cheers where um, where um, Ted Danson comes back and he owns the bar now? And like, oh, yeah. you got younger people working there. And he stops in like, you know, once a day to get like, you know, money out of the safe and like says a lion and everybody laughs and, you know, can, can, uh, can applause. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's oh, interesting. Yeah. To I'm, see. I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for the reboot of cheers. I'm waiting for the reboot of mash. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you're, I think with network TV, 
but you still have like let's say boomers or older yep. people that are still watching that. So right. I, I'm interested to see like what the demographic of people that are watching the reboot of Night Court. Yeah. It's you the know. people who think that the new Perry Mason on HBO is too too rough. <laughs> yeah. And you gotta remember, like, not everybody operates like us where we're True. paying money for all these um like incremental subscription services. So can't wait to start writing that off. <laughs> but the thing is some of these people, some people don't even know, like with their phone service or with their yeah. Xfinity, they don't even um know that they get some of that. Yeah. You know. It's so, true. You know, it's um, funny. You talked about the viewership for um, The Last of Us. So the premiere was a record breaker with 4.7 million viewers. And it also is the first TV show on HBO to increase viewership with the second episode. Oh, I didn't see the second episode numbers yet. Episode two brought in 5.7 million viewers. Wow. 22% increase. It's the first time HBO's had that, according to this article. Um or no, the largest ever viewership growth for for an episode two, um, which episode two has been online for two days and has already jumped to over ten million views. No, I think I, I mean I, the first and originally the creators wanted episodes one to be split into two, and they had Ooh. it set up where it ended. Um, it ended with the death of the little girl walking into the QZ. And the second episode was going to start with, um, with uh, Joel at the burn pit, and then throwing the the boy or whatever that is, boy or girl. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a little girl. Yeah, little boy, yeah, and into the you know the burn pit wow. to burn him. That was going to start, but HBO didn't want uh, two kid deaths, you know. <sighs> In the episode, in the first episode, yeah, that's uh, yeah. that would have been a stretch, but that would have been amazing. Yeah, I mean, sorry, and to and to end, like, yeah, like to, to, to end begin the episode, and end, basically, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, HBO stepped in and was like, "Hey, we need to break this up." So, I think yeah. that's why there's nine episodes mm-hmm. instead. It was originally be ten instead of ten. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. So, well, let me tell you the the creators of the game. It's Naughty Dog. Um, they have seen record sales. The video game sales are up over 300% since the premiere. It's blown well, up. Dude. Well, what I think I'm going to do, I want to finish playing the first one. And then before the next season, I'm going to buy the second one. Oh, yeah. Um, and then play that. Yeah. It'll, yeah it's so, so worth it. Yeah. But, but yeah. So look for um, Jackie next week to guest host to talk about episode three and then maybe if you guys both watch shrinking and talk about that as well yeah if not would we catch up on that when i get back uh anything else no yeah that's it appreciate everybody for joining you know we are uh, available on all the all the podcast platforms you know go out there and check out our link tree it's on our instagram um i don't remember the link to it right now but uh, we've got <laughs> Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, we've got our website, kickingamedia.com. You can email us, canwekickitpod1 at gmail.com. Um, you know, check out our Instagram. We love posting stuff all the time on there about the shows we're watching and upcoming shows. And we like to do polls. So be sure to check that out. Um, we're getting around doing some blog work for the website. You know, we love, you know, we love everything TV and movies. So we talk not just TV shows, but 
you know, cinematography and background and all that kind of stuff. So some video um, games now too. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what what could be the next video game development? And I already know the answer to that, but um, we'll leave that to the blog. So appreciate everybody for joining, you know, check out next week's episode. Uh, Jackie will join me as a guest host as we continue on with the last of us and uh, await Chuck's return from the glorious uh, Amsterdam. As always, peace. peace.